Welcome to the Somos Church Podcast. We are so glad you're listening. This is Sergio and Beatrice, and we're the pastors here at Somos Church. We hope you feel encouraged, challenged, and inspired today. We love you. Enjoy the message. Awesome. Man, I'm just so excited to be a part of what God is doing at Somos Church. Can you believe it, guys? We get to be a part of radical generosity, and I'm so inspired that we are going to lead with generosity. And, um, you know, through COVID, I remember telling Sergio, like, I just felt this, and I was like, we are going to give our way through this church. We're going to give when we maybe are in moments or seasons that we're struggling. We're going to give because we believe in what God is doing. We believe in the next generation. And I don't know about you, but I get pumped when I see kids greeting, when I see students taking pictures, when I see students posting about church and what is happening and inviting all their friends. God is doing amazing things here. At Somos Church, and you and I get to be a part of it. Amen? Amen. So today I am going to continue our series, uh, part two of Tell Me Why. So I want you to ask me, tell me why, Beatrice? Tell me why. And today our title is Tell Me Why Do I Have to Talk About My emotions. All the men in the house, woo! (laughs) Don't write me off, you guys, all right? You might think, Beatrice, this is not for me. I don't talk about my emotions, but I really believe God is going to do something powerful. And all the ladies that love talking about your feelings and your emotions, you're all like, hey, (laughs) All right, so we are going to jump right in, and I want to ask you if you have ever hidden your emotions about something that you disagreed with. Anybody here? Well, I want to tell you guys a little story about um, a time when Sergio and I were first um, friending each other, because we were not dating, we were friends, right? It was our second date, okay? And we met at Starbucks. The one here on Mesa has a special place in my heart. I think we just hopped around Starbucks, like, when we were just getting to know each other. And, um, you know, he had just come back from Disneyland, okay? So he was so excited, and he was like, oh, my gosh, like, I had a great time. And I started asking him, like, how was it? And he was like, yeah, we actually got to ride all the rides. And there wasn't, you know, like, I personally, me and my family, we, we didn't have to do line for a lot of this stuff. And we got to go on some rides, sometimes even twice. And in my mind, I know Disney is, like, always packed out, you know. So I'm wondering, like, does this guy have, like, some special access? I don't know about or what's going on so you know I lean in a little bit and I'm like hey honey um uh no not honey we were not honeys then (laughs) I just exposed myself wow (laughs) hey Sergio 
I was like, so how did you get special access to like these rides, you know? And he's like, well, my sister, you know, like her leg was hurting a bit. And so because her leg was hurting, uh, we were actually able to get a wheelchair. And I was like, wait, but like, does she need a wheelchair? And he's like, no, I mean, it was just like, you know, a little, you know, situation there. And because of the weird wheelchair, we were able to do all the rides. And like, he was telling me with a smile, but I was already like, this man has no integrity in his life. Like, I literally was working myself up, you guys. I was like, I need to leave now. Like, if he doesn't have integrity in it, like, I just started going off, you know? So I literally cut the date short, okay? Oh, it wasn't a date. It was a friend thing. And so I was just like, you know what? Like, I got to go. Um, it was great talking to you. I didn't tell him. What I was truly thinking, I didn't share my, my emotions with him, but I just remember like walking out of there and I was like, God, maybe this isn't it. Like I surrender this to you, but I'm not going to date somebody that doesn't have integrity because I'm huge on integrity, right? And so after that date, I mean, no, it was not a date. It was a friend thing. After that, he just, you know, kept texting me and calling me and I was ghosting him because I was like, how do I go back from this? Like, I don't understand, you know? I did not communicate my emotions and it wasn't until later I was about to go back to college for my last semester and so I wasn't going to see him anymore anymore so I was like okay let me just tell him how I truly felt so I was like hey you know I just need to let you know that like your whole Disney story that's awesome that you got to ride you know all the rides and stuff but I don't really agree with that and like I would never do that and so then you know he was just able to kind of sort things out and I mean we made it we're here nine years later happily ever after <laughs> but so often we do not communicate our emotions. Anyone out there, you would admit it's just not your thing to talk about how you're feeling. Thank you for all the honest people in the house. This message is for you and you can't escape it. So that's a cool thing. All right. So it's crucial that we learn to communicate our emotions first and foremost with God. You know, so often we think that if we do something wrong or if we sin or, or if we go through things, the last person that wants to, to hear from us is God. And, and it's actually the opposite. God wants us to talk to him and God wants to help us and God wants to be there for us. He's a relational God. God is a relational God. Have you ever been in a relationship or had some friendships that you ask them like, hey, like, how are you? Or how was that thing? Or you, 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 you're excited. You know, they just told you they had an interview and you're like wanting the details and they're like, good. And you're like, no, but like, tell me more. And they're like, yeah, all the students in the house, you're like, woo, that's me. You know? But God wants you to talk to him. And so often the same way you feel frustrated sometimes that your spouse doesn't speak to you, that your kids don't speak to you, that your friends don't give you detail, that's a lot of times how God feels. He's like, I'm here. Can you talk to me? I want to know what you're going through. I want to know from you. I want to hear you. So today I want to tell you three reasons why we should talk about our emotions. And the first one, 
The first reason is that God gave you emotions. An emotionally healthy person recognizes their emotions and talks about them. So if you want to be emotionally healthy, and I pray and hope that we would all have that goal, we have to recognize our emotions and talk about them. God created us with a wide range of emotions. You know, there are hundreds of emotions, and it's crazy. As I was doing my research for today's message, I came across some really crazy things and statistics that I'm going to share. But I thought it was so crazy when I started to research all the emotions that God made us with. And they all have variations and blends and some of them are particular. And and, and I want to show you guys some of our emotions and they're categorized in eight main families. All right. So I think all of us know these and there's more to them, but the eight main ones, anger, sadness, fear, enjoyment, love, surprise, disgust, shame. These are all emotions that God gave us. And so often we ignore these feelings. And I think as Christians and as humans in general, we think that we don't have permission to consider these feelings. We almost feel guilty. Like, have you ever felt bad about feeling something? And you're just like, oh, no, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that. You know, and you just like go immediately into it. But it's okay to have emotions, okay? Now, all you people that are so emotional, this is not your, you know, moment to be like, I know, and you're just going to go and be extra emotional and weird. No, okay? We have emotions. We're going to filter them. We're going to learn. But I just want to set a foundation. God gave us feelings. And so often we ignore them because of the way we were brought up, right? Maybe you were brought up in a home that you were told, don't cry. Boys don't cry, men don't cry. Maybe there was some traumas that you went through that when you think about emotions, you just block yourself, you put some walls, or maybe you were told it's not okay to cry in public, or it's not okay to be angry at anybody, or you only yell at home, or maybe you weren't even told these things, but maybe it's what you saw as you were being brought up. But today, we have the power to change our narrative. Just because we were brought up a certain way doesn't mean we have to stay that way. It doesn't mean that it was the right way. We are here going after godly. What is the godly way to deal with my emotions? What is the godly way when it comes to emotional health? And the task is that we have to recognize that expressing our feelings, it's not a sign of weakness or a failure, but it is a sign of psychological health. And I want to speak a little bit to the men because as I was doing my research, I just thought it was alarming the things that I found. Research shows that 60% of men don't share how they're feeling with anybody. The, thought, the top three were shown due, to be due to feeling embarrassed, not knowing who to speak to, 
not being able to find the right words? How do I even communicate when I can't even find the right words? How do I even communicate when I have to take care of my wife and my kids and show up to work? How do I even communicate what I'm feeling? Six in ten men answered that they never share how they are feeling with anyone. In this high percentage of men who are repressing, repressing their emotions is worrying when you consider that globally a man dies every minute due to suicide. When I read this, I thought, okay, Jesus, you are awakening something in us. And as we are in this series of healthy relationships, I thought to myself, there's no way we can have healthy relationships if we ourselves are not healthy and equipped. So yes, these are alarming statistics, but in Jesus' name, we are learning the tool so that this doesn't end up being us or people that we love. So this is not a moment to shame you or guilty this is a moment to gain consciousness and awareness and say okay what am I going to do differently okay when we don't face emotions what happens is that we begin to leak all over our relationships at home and at work and what does this leaking look like explosiveness low fuse frustration walls, lack of interest because you have not been able to bring out your emotions or talk about your emotions, you're leaking everywhere. And all of a sudden, your kid does something and you blow up and you know, you know that it wasn't that big of a deal, but because you haven't talked about things or you've suppressed yourselves, now it's leaking everywhere. And when we deny our pain, our losses, our feelings, year after year, we become less and less human because we stop feeling and we start turning numb. And today I just want to shine light to the fact that it's okay for you to feel. God gave you those emotions for a reason. God created us with a wide range of emotions. So now that we have an understanding of that, why do we have to communicate our emotions? Because God understands you like no one else. God understands you like no one else. There's moments that we go through things and I personally, I just want to call my mom and I'm like, this happened and let me tell you. And I'm almost like looking for a resolve, you know, and, and it's great. She listens to me and she always gives me my way, which is amazing, you know, but I, there's moments that I, I, I end those conversations and I know like I need to talk to God about it. I, I need to let him know how I feel because he understands me in a way that nobody else could. He has what I need in that moment. And right now we're going to look at, at a guy um, in the Bible who did a really good job about communicating his emotions with God. His name is Job. Say with me, Job. Job was an incredible guy who uh, was very prosperous, was very rich. He was known um, as the Bill Gates of his time, okay? He had property and animals and everything that he did, the Bible said, it prospered. He had 10 kids 
and all of his kids loved Jesus, served God. They were married. They lived healthy lives. They had their own homes. Everything he did prospered. And he had a, a, a research tells us he had a, a great marriage. He had competent portions set up for him and his family. Like everything that Job did was accounted for. But then one day, the devil and God had a conversation. The Bible is very interesting, okay? And the devil told God, the only reason why Job loves you so much and honors you and obeys you is because of how prosperous you have made him. And so God's like, well, if you really think that, I am going to give you permission to take everything away from him, and you will see that at the end of it all, he will still worship me and love me. So the devil was like, all right, thanks for the permission. And basically, he started afflicting Job. And he started taking things away from him. Started taking his animals, started taking his home, started taking all the things. And Job was like, okay, this is happening. I'm going to be okay. And something else was taken. I'm going to be okay. But then he touched his children. And Job had a servant and came one day and he was like, you know what? All of your kids just died. And at that point, Job was like, okay, this is not okay anymore, God. Like, what, what is going on? And we see in this passage the honesty of Job. And I want to bring light to this. I want to I show you guys this honest conversation between Job and God. And it starts in Job 7, 11, And it's the Good News translation. And he says, I can't be quiet I am angry and bitter. I have to speak. And then he continued to unload in the verses that follow. Why do you keep me under guard? Do you think I am a sea monster? I lie down and try to rest. I look for relief from my pain. But you, you terrify me with dreams. You send me visions and nightmares until I would rather be strangled than live in this miserable body. I give up. I am tired of living. Leave me alone. My life makes no sense. Why are people so important to you? Why pay attention to what they do? You inspect them every morning and test them every minute. Won't you look away long enough for me to swallow my spirit? Are you harmed by my sin, you jailer? This is Job speaking to God. And as I read that, I was like, I would never dare speak to God like that, you know? I was a little bit like, man, Job, you crossed the line. But imagine what he was going through, losing absolutely everything. His kids, everything. And yet, he had this honest conversation. And I just want to let you know that God can handle your emotions. He gave them to you. He can, he can handle your anger, your doubt, your fear, your questions, your grief, your complaints. Be honest. Tell it to God. Get it off your shoulders. Spill out your guts. Tell God exactly how you feel. God, I'm hurting. God, I don't know how I'm going to do it this month. God, why don't you provide? God, I serve you. 
I serve you, God, and you still don't do things the way that you promised me. God, you gave me a vision for my business and it's not coming to pass. Where are you? It's okay for us to have these real and honest conversations. God understood Job and he understands you too and he understands your hurt. He understands what you're going through. He is in surprise when you say, God, I don't like this or this stinks or this hurts. Who do you think created those emotions? Who do you think gives you the ability to get angry and express how you feel? God. God is not surprised by your emotional state. He knows it. And the journey of genuine transformation to emotionally healthy beings starts with us committing ourselves to feel. It's an essential part of our humanity and it makes us unique as men and women made in God's image. You know, the Bible reveals verses of how God felt and how God is as an emotional being and having been created, you and I in his image, we were also created with the gift to experience emotions. And so often we grab this gift and we throw it out to the other side and we don't understand why we don't have peace and joy and why can't we enjoy God's blessings and you get that promotion but it's not enough and your kids are doing great and it's not enough and you're doing amazing in your sports and your academics and it's still not enough and I would question where are your emotions? How is your relationship between you and God? So today we're going to look at a couple of verses that is going to back up what I'm saying biblically. We're going to look at Genesis 1.25 and it says, God saw that it was good, very good. In other words, God delighted, relished, beamed with delight over us. Genesis 6.6, 6, the Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. Exodus 25, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Isaiah 42, 14, for a long time I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out. I gasp and pant. This is God speaking. Jeremiah 30, 24, the fierce anger of the Lord will not turn back until he fully accomplishes the purpose of his heart. Now I'm going to read a couple more that are not on there. Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Mark 3, 5, he looked around them in anger and deeply distressed. Anyone ever been deeply distressed? God understands that. Luke 10, 21, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit. We see emotion after emotion that God felt, and he made us emotional beings. And, and I want you to take a couple of seconds and just reflect that if God thinks, you think. God wills you will. God feels, 
you feel. You are a human being made in God's likeness. And part of that likeness is to feel. And I want to talk to you guys today about four basic emotions. You're like, Beatrice, I don't even know how to name what I'm feeling. Four basic emotions that we can learn to recognize. And I've been doing a lot of research when it comes to um, just brain development and our kids and especially our boys. We have to teach them that they can communicate emotions. And I'm starting with my little Luca, who's two, right? He's, you know, crazy sometimes. And I'm like, are you okay, Luca? What are you feeling? Is it a happiness? And he's like, you know, and when he's sad, I'm like, are you sad? And he like frowns. I'm like, good, you know, we're getting somewhere. But four basic emotions that we can recognize, happiness, sadness, fear, and anger. And if we can just start talking, man, I don't have all the details, right? But I know that I'm feeling a little bit scared right now. I don't have all the details, but I know that there's some happiness, gratitude. I don't know what that feels, but I feel happy right now. Experiencing our feelings, reflecting on our feelings, and then we can respond to them, filtering them through God. So how do we filter our emotions? And I want to share with you something that I do almost every morning. This is like my little routine. And if we can go to the next slide, how to filter our emotions with God. Almost daily before I talk to anybody, I have a moment with some coffee because you need coffee. And I ask myself, what emotions rise up to the surface? And I think about my day before, and sometimes there's frustration, right? Sometimes there's anger, a situation that I just was really angry about, or, um, you know, like my husband maybe did something that I was not in agreement with, and I have to filter that frustration. But I don't just, you know, put it to the side and, and, and not face it. I, I allow it to rise to the surface. Maybe it's gratitude, happiness, joy. There's some mornings that I'm like, man, I just am so grateful. I don't know why, but I'm just so grateful. Other mornings, I'm just angry. I don't know why, but I allow the emotion to rise up to the surface. And if it's a negative emotion, typically what we do, we ignore it, right? Ah, no, 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 in Jesus' name, no. Or, or we're like, no, I'm not going to go there. That's just too much for me to go there. Sometimes it's painful. It's painful to go through those negative emotions. So I want to encourage you, don't run away from the negative emotion. And then the third thing I do, I try to put a name to the emotion. So I feel frustration and I let it pass through as I'm giving it to God. I feel frustration about the situation at work. I don't understand why it's happening this way, but God, I give it to you and I Allow it to pass through my mind and my heart as I release it to God. And honestly, this has been so transformational because so often I was carrying things and exploding with my husband or with my kids or with people around me. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like what they did wasn't that bad. But I realized that I was not really processing my emotions and I was leaking everywhere. Another thing that we do is that we 
talk so much. Have you ever met those people? How are you? Oh, and they just like start vomiting like emotions, you know? And you're like, okay, that's awesome. Like, where do I even go from there, you know? There's also that side of it, right? There's the side that you just don't talk at all. And then there's a side that's just like, and, you know, if you're like Sergio, he's like, honey, just get to the point. And that's been very helpful. Um, you know, but we talk so much because we don't process with God. And so everything, we're all, everything's always turmoil and everything's always so heavy. And, and we don't get any resolve. And can I encourage if that's you, you need to process with God and take to God everything first. Before you call your BFF, before you call whoever, process with God first. God, I give you this very real and raw emotion. God can handle our emotions. Amen? Now, as we kind of get ready to wrap up, I'm going to ask Corey to come on up. And I want to talk about the third thing, why it's important to communicate our emotions, number three. Because you and I, we want to live faithful to our true selves. You feel even if you are unaware of it. You know, so much of our true selves is buried in sadness and rage, anger, tenderness, joy, happiness, fear, depression. It's buried alive. And if we look at our lives and how we were raised and environments where we were raised, we can go and really pinpoint why we are the way we are with our emotions. But I want to challenge us that it doesn't have to stay that way, that it's never too late to say, you know what, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change this for my relationship. I'm going to change this for my kids. I'm going to change this for the next generation you can change the way that you process. And that's the beauty about this. You know, God designed our bodies to respond to our emotions. Have you ever felt a knot in your stomach, right? Or, or tension in your muscle, you're going through it, trembling, shaking, the release of adrenaline in our bloodstream, headaches, Suddenly, an elevated heart rate, we feel all of that. And, and God may be screaming at us through our physical body while we're like, God, give me a spiritual sign of, of just knowing that you're here. And God's like, you're having headaches every single day because you're so stressed out and you're not talking to anybody about it. You're having problems in your body and things aren't functioning and and obviously, there's a side to that that is so real, but could it be that our emotional state of health is not very healthy right now? When I, when I speak about the need to pay attention to our emotions, I, I often hear comments such as, Beatrice, I don't have time for that. I'm not good at feelings. I don't know what I'm feeling. It's just a big blur. I don't have time to sit and talk about my emotions. Well, how is that going for you in your life? It's costing you something. So can I encourage you? You don't have to go right now and talk to your spouse about everything you feel. Just grab a journal. Grab your, if you don't want to grab a journal, grab your notes on your phone and just invite the Holy Spirit. And what am I feeling? 
What are the emotions that rise up? And process that with God and give it to Him. And, you know, a lot of times, so often, we have this unconscious rule against feelings of hurt and anger and disappointment that we don't want to go there. But I truly believe that God wants us to go there so that He can heal us and we can find freedom and we can heal some things. We cannot heal what we do not admit. So the problem is that when we neglect our most intense emotions, we are false to ourselves and close off an open door through which to know God. A lot of us, and I'll include myself in this, we wear a mask. Everything's good. And people ask you, oh, good. How's your mask? Good. Everything's always good. And we're lying. We're hiding behind this mask. And you know the crazy thing about that? is that God cannot be present in lies. God cannot be present in something that is not true. And so often we're pretending to have it all together or to come into a place like this and everything's good and, and God's with you. But when it comes to how you're feeling, God's like, I'm not there. I'm actually here. I'm actually in the pain. I'm actually in the trauma. I'm actually in, in the stubbornness. I'm actually in the anger, in the explosiveness. That is the reality of how you feel God is right there. God is not in the lie of who you are or want to be. God is in the reality of how you are feeling. And today God is like, can you stop neglecting your most intense emotions because it's actually in those places and spaces of your heart that I want to meet you, that I want to restore you, that I want to bring hope to you. And I love how Job 7:11, he was like, I can't be quiet, God. I'm angry and bitter and I have to speak. And I don't know if that's someone in this room today that you're like, I'm done pretending I need to speak process with God. God can take what we feel. He can take our hurt. He can take our pain and give us restoration. He can take our sadness and give us joy. He can take our worry and turn it into trust. He can take our disappointment and bring hope again, but we need to be real with God. And I believe that out of this, there's going to be some really honest conversations that we're going to start having with God. And, and I'm just excited to see what God's going to do as we are open. He's going to come and meet us in those spaces, in our cars, in our rooms. Wherever you are, you start opening up. And God is like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Now I can heal you. Now I can give you vision. Now I can tell you what are the next steps. Now I will open the next door because you're allowing me to come in to those spaces. Amen. Can we stand in this moment and we're just going to have a time between us and the Lord and if you wouldn't mind just closing your eyes, nobody's looking around. This is
is a moment between you and God. And I love how amazing our God is. That he moved things around so that we could be here. Some of us, we didn't even have it in our agenda to be here. We saw the rain and we're like, now nah, we're good. But you showed up. You showed up because God had an appointment with you. And today God wants to tell you, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, I thank you for this moment. God, I thank you that some of us can breathe today because we have been feeling some intense things that we've been neglecting. But after today, we can breathe and we can know that it's okay that you operate in those moments when we're real, when we're honest, God. And if you're here today and you would say, Beatrice, I need help. I need help when it comes to my emotions. I, I want to be emotionally healthy, not just for myself, but for my spouse, for my kids. If you're a student and you've been going through some anxiety, some depression, a need to prove yourself, and you have just been mentally drained by what is happening in your school and the city and your environment, if you're a mom and you just feel emotionally tired, you're a dad and you don't know how to show up because nobody showed up for you. Wherever you may be, whatever season of life, maybe you're a single person and you wish you had that person that you could talk to and share the things that God is doing or your disappointments. And today God is saying, I am everything that you need. I want to be that person for you. And if that's you in the room, nobody's looking around, can you just lift your hand? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. As you lift up your hand, it's a sign of surrender saying, God, not in my strength, God. God, not my will, but yours. God, I need you. Father God, you see every hand in this place, God. You know what we're going through, Lord. You know the pain that we feel, God, the traumas that we've endured, God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are turning things around. I thank you, Lord, that we're not scared or shy of our emotions, God, but that we're honest and real, God. And I thank you, Jesus, that as we open up, that as we talk to you, we're going to find the healing that we so desperately need. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you go with us, that you guide and lead us in Jesus' name. I want to pray for another group of people. And God really put this on my heart. You have been emotionally exhausted. You are emotionally exhausted, maybe from things you've been through, from things you're going through. You are just exhausted emotionally. If that's you, can you lift your hand in this moment? God, we are here in all honesty. We're tired, God. God, I'm tired. 
I'm tired, God, of having to have it all together all the time. I'm tired, God. I'm tired, God. Come on, can you just tell God how you feel if you're tired, if you're anxious, if you're worried, if you're stressed? God, I'm tired. I need you, God. I need you, God. Have our heart, God. Have our heart, God. Have our heart, God. Father God, that you are doing incredible things in our lives, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you are moving on our behalf, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you have our life in your hand, Lord. And I pray, Jesus, I pray Isaiah 40, 31 over every single one of us today. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And I thank you, Jesus, that hope is rising up, that strength is rising up. We will not grow weary because you are with us and you are for us, God. And we believe this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on. If you believe it, can you give God, come on, you can do better than that today. Woo. Let's keep hoping in God. Let's keep trusting in him. We have homework today, this week. Write down what you're feeling. Give it to God. Allow yourself to feel. Amen. Love you, church family. Can't wait for next week, Wednesday night, leadership night. It's our last one, so we'll see you all there. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe, like, and share. It helps more than you know. Also, if you'd like to be a part of the Somos Church giving family, you can do so today by going to somoschurch.cc slash give. Thanks so much for joining us. We're praying for you and we hope you have an amazing day.